0: Are you a true motorsports enthusiast seeking premium safety equipment? Do you need expert advice to make the right choice? Look no further. Go to ogracing.com. Og, the ultimate destination for high-quality motorsports gear. OG stocks Dad, it's, og. it's not og. OG stocks products from the largest manufacturers including Sparco, OMP, Alpine Stars and much more. OG Racing is offering oh. it, It's OG is offering an exclusive 15% to our listeners. Use code SLIPANGLE15 at OGRacing.com during checkout. It's OG, Emma. You'll get free standard shipping on orders over $100. Don't miss out. Visit OGRacing.com and use SLIPANGLE15 at checkout. That's Um, OGRacing.com
1: and SLIPANGLE15 at checkout. For years, Slipangle and Apex Pro have worked together to help make drivers faster. The all-new Apex Pro mobile app for iOS and Android is now available on the App Store and Google Play Store. Download the new app for free, create a user account to log as many laps as you'd like using your phone as the GPS source. Apex Pro is the app for timing your laps and logging your data at the track. With video recording and intuitive analysis features, plus the ability to easily share and compare data, Apex Pro is the best way to learn about your driving track side. Apex Pro includes leaderboards so you can see where you stack up against other users, and Apex Pro lets you see other drivers on track in real time with the Crew View feature. Upload your data easily to FireLapse to compare with drivers using other data devices. Download for iOS and Android today by searching Apex Pro New.
0: Yeah, maybe half a game.
2: <laughs> I can remember games that had multi-discs.
0: Yeah. Do you remember the floppy disks from, like, yes. the 5 six-inch floppy disks?
2: Yeah. Those I, games were freaking useless. I remember those. Yeah, Just barely. Just barely. I was more of a three-and-a-half-inch disk kind of guy. There,
0: there was, like, 20 of them to play Oregon Trail yeah. when I was in fifth grade.
2: <laughs> oh, Oregon Trail was I, Adam,
0: I
1: don't remember. How old are you? I'm 41. Almost 41. Okay, so I think I think the last time I played like Oregon Trail on an old school machine with a floppy disk that was the big one was yeah. third grade.
0: Yeah, it was that was probably third or fourth grade for me too. So
1: cuz I think you probably ap-
0: played a couple years after me.
1: After that, the school got a whole bunch of Apple 2s, I think. And then Yeah, the
0: ones that like looked cool.
1: Yeah. Um, not not the iMacs, but like the Apple Twos, which were just Obviously like... Obviously
0: not an
2: iMac. <laughs> what? Obviously not an iMac.
1: Yeah, iMacs were like 97. No, right? iMacs came 98? out when I was in sixth grade. Really? Okay. Yeah. I didn't think they were that old.
0: Well, iMac meaning like they were like translucent, like...
1: The ones that TVs. was in the, the Jennifer Lopez music video that was in the swimming pool. Yeah. Those, those came out when I was in sixth grade. Pretty sure.
0: Yeah. They cool, cool colors. And you could see inside of them.
1: The files are in the computer.
0: <laughs> this is a flashback. man. You better be recording. this.
1: Uh, oh yeah. I started recording a while ago.
2: Right, and a second, I got to pop out and pop back in. Cause I'm going to get on my headset. Mm.
0: How's always popping out and popping back in. Well. Yeah. Mm.
1: It's well, been wait. a uh, it's been a super long week for me.
0: Yeah, you didn't respond to Facebook messages all day, so I knew you're having a hard one.
1: Well, uh, I'm starting a new job in a week, and I've gotten like a soft start already. So yep. I was at um, like a global team meeting for the last three days, and it mm-hmm. has occupied me basically from. 7 a.m. until about nine p.m. for the last three days.
0: Waking to sleeping. That's hard.
1: Pretty much. How,
0: how are my levels? I mean levels, levels, levels.
1: They're leveled. I I don't know.
2: <laughs>
0: uh you're on your sim rig, James? I am. Um in real life, do you prefer to be called Jim or James? Because I've called you both and I don't know which one I like more.
2: So I was always Jim or Jimmy. Mm -hmm. my family was probably more Jimmy and my friends were more Jim and then Facebook happened in 2006 and then you were James and then every single person that I met after that that knew me off of Facebook before they knew me in person Mm -hmm. called me James and now I don't know who I am anymore
0: (laughs) I have a similar conundrum actually AJ yeah my entire growing up until like my entire growing up, except for my friends, like my entire family and like at work, everybody called me AJ forever and they still do. So I, is it like, like
2: the Facebook thing? Is that what's happened?
0: I th- well, it was like, you know, people in school didn't call me AJ. They called me Adam. And then same thing with Facebook. Yeah.
2: But so was that because you were that. introduced when like, you, you know, you go to grade one or whatever and they, right, they, don't, they don't call you AJ.
0: My middle name is John and and my last name is Jabe, So there's two ways to be AJ. But uh, yeah, I am I think I'm going to transition into AJ. Mm. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm
1: <laughs> I have a similar story. You can story. be anything
0: you want nowadays.
1: I have a similar story, actually. The neighbor at my house a long time ago when I was in elementary school uh, used to call me Abe. And no one else ever did. Not ever. And yep. after I finished my Ph.D. in Chicago, I was like, well... Uh, I think going by Abe is much easier than going by Abron because no one ever messes it up. Yeah, and so Abe's real easy. it was a that was like a weird transition period where I made a conscious decision that I will just go by Abe to everyone that I introduced myself to henceforth. And I was like, I don't know, twenty five.
0: Is that do you still do that at work and stuff?
1: Yeah, I try to. You're kind of like a fifty fifty mix at
0: grid life. Like people call you Abron, people call you Abe. Yeah. I think I've called you both pretty regularly.
2: Adam, do you ever call someone on the phone? That's like, you're not calling from your cell phone. Maybe you're calling from like your work phone or something like that. No, I don't, I don't have a landline in my life anymore.
1: Is that like a Canadian thing, Jim? Do they, do they have landlines in Canada?
0: Of course. Well, we, we canceled ours because like, I and my, one of my subcontractor buddies, he still has a landline and you know, the landlines used to cost, what well, like 15 bucks a month or 10 bucks a month. Right. Um, He, his wife pays his bills and his wife's crazy and doesn't pay attention to the bills or anything. Uh, they're, they've never had any kids they are like almost retirement age. And the other day he looked at, at his AT&T bill. You know what they charge for a landline now? No. His landline was $256 a month.
1: No way.
0: I'm not kidding. And he he called and they were like, well, that's what it costs. Now we don't have that. We don't maintain that infrastructure in your area.
1: (laughs) Really? I mean, they can do it with like VoIP or whatever, but I'm, he, he's like on the 1995 spec. The old you know school I mean. copper line. Um, uh-huh. I actually thought about whether we should get a a a permanent house phone. It doesn't have to be old school landline, but um, obviously yeah, Sloan yeah. doesn't have a cell phone. I don't think maybe Emma has one. I don't know, but... No, I'm not um, going to get
0: Emma one for a while. How do you,
1: How do you teach children how to like answer the phone and do those things. I don't, I don't things. know
0: if you're, you're almost not going to have to. Well, future. no, but things it's a weird thing. So weird
1: all three of us have kids and there will be a period at some point in their life, not too far from now where you're going to like have to run to the store and they're going to be mm-hmm. old enough to stay behind. You probably yeah, still want there. them to have a phone, yeah. but you may not want them to have a cell phone. Yep.
0: Emma's almost there. We We've been thinking about like you know, she can probably make calls from her iPad, but or I've been thinking about it. I haven't talked to Sarah about it. But I don't know. That sounds like next week's problem. I got too many other things going on. I got that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we got uh we got Jimmy hotown James Houghton, K Tuned T S X and sometimes Time Attack Driver. Extraordinaire. What's up, buddy?
1: How are you doing? Good. Good. So you? something I was glad to see that you did this year that has been a win- a little while is that you, after an event, put a watermelon on your head. And there were people at our events who had been coming for a while that did not know why your helmet is a watermelon. And so I think it's important to keep the tradition alive just to make sure that people understand the joke.
2: Well, you have to win to put the watermelon on your head. You
1: could spend more time try. winning.
2: I'm going to try.
0: <laughs> what the, what was the first watermelon uh helmet was that grid Orlando? life
2: that Ooh, was 2018 17 2017. Mm. 2017. Man, those 17 di- that's wanna, a different world i didn't want to go out for the saturday afternoon session yeah and grant was there with us and he says i have a good feeling and for some reason he was on the radio when i went out for that session Grant P.A., like,
1: Pro- professional awesome Grant.
2: Yeah, yeah. And I was like, he's like, just go out, just, like, put some laps on the car. He's like, just see what happens.
1: So before you go farther, I have to interrupt, and I know it's rude. Um, Grant is very much a practical, very matter-of-fact sort of person, so I'm surprised that he could motivate or be motivated by a good feeling. That seems very yeah, unlo- unlo- not- out no, of character for thought. a person that is so practical
2: knowing like, grant i had the same thought yeah. i think grant is probably smarter than some and he probably values um values the driving of the car more than some time attackers do right right i think so many people are skipping sessions all the time
0: and th- this is back I've
2: when thought- you were in like a
0: 700 horsepower k series integra just fyi just for the listeners. Yeah. That,
1: that, that, that would DB oh. tires regularly, and you would park that shit on the track and make me endlessly frustrated.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I can't drive it around when the splitter is on the ground.
0: <laughs> That's true. You can't.
2: Sorry. Man,
0: those days were hard. We sucked at everything. <laughs>
2: yeah. But, um, so I think that, you know, there's a lot of people, myself included, <laughs> that have skipped sessions or not put their all into a session because they're like, well, the track's hot okay well mm-hmm. let's say the track is a second off the pace but what if we're three seconds off the pace or six or eight whatever there is right. so much skipping of sessions on hot days it's like go learn something
0: well especially if you have a reliable car i mean which we've we've which all had those the integra
1: never was
0: no the integra, integra.
1: Well, the Integra
0: was; she was a little bit ahead of her time, and she's making some pretty good jam, in the words of Ukrainians. No,
2: no unlimited car ever competed at that level and went to that many events in a row, probably ever, and maybe it's probably never, true. Ha- and maybe will never happen ever again. No, at least I'm, not in the U.S.
1: I, I am not saying bad things. The, the you were awesome. The car was awesome. All the things were awesome. What I will say though is the amount of work. <laughs> That you had to do at an event to continue running the event was a lot. Incredible. You'd go for a session and it would be like a 50 50 whether the trans or the engine would blow.
0: Yeah, I distinctly remember at least 12 times coming over to your pit and your guys are all like crabby and mad and they're hustling and the heads off or the trans is off.
2: (laughs) Normally the trans.
0: Yeah, but the heads off or the trans is off. It was one or the other.
2: Yep.
1: Just, it's a hard life, and yeah. I, I know that we're talking about old stuff at this point.
0: We can early, talk about old stuff. Early the on time.
1: in the Gears and Gasoline uh, videos, you did an interview that I think was related to a Grid Life South video, but it talked about the amount the of commitment the that the a person that was, was yeah. laid on
0: that was, that was like the end of the Grid Life or the Gears
2: and Gasoline documentary stuff. Actually. I mean, if that you was, compare that to that now, was eight, the, that was the, eighteen. The,
1: yeah. yeah. Um that
2: was Gridlife South 18. So that was the the two main years. They did some stuff in 19 but it was a different vibe. Yeah, they transitioned can... into driving. Yeah. Yeah, the two main years were 17 and 18. Yeah.
1: The that was, the obsession that of time attack 18. might have been the most thoughtful, honest um racing advice that I've heard from someone in the Gridlife universe, right? Like you can, yeah. you can show up, and you can drive, and you can have fun, and you can do all of those things. But if you intend to win, and you intend to push the envelope, like this is, this is how you probably have to be. It has to ruin your life.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. Maybe less if you build a Club TR car. I Man, think Club T- the Club TR guys rule.
1: work very, very hard to be as fast as they are.
0: Oh, no, I agree, cars, but they don't
2: break 100%. me that much stuff 100% Um, Just Way less broken cars And that yeah, makes me so happy Jim and I have
0: talked uh, we, we randomly talk if he's got a rainy day And he's not oil spraying cars and, uh, and I can answer the phone We randomly talk about rules things Because he's kind of like me at CTAC um, And uh, so he's got input from up there Uh, He's got obviously input on GLTC. He's one of like the dozen drivers who I regularly talk to about rules things. And uh, so we talk about a lot of rules things. And dude, you constantly rave about, like, I wish I could just simplify my life and just build the baddest club TR car because this is the best class in the world. It's the best class in the world. It's the best class in the world. So
1: you probably heard on a show recently that Adam and I created that class while I was unemployed and he was standing on the top of a ladder. (laughs)
2: <laughs> like so, in I one remember, day <laughs> i remember distinctly having calls with you two guys yeah
0: yeah it was like a couple day period we were like we got to make a class falcon wants the dopest class ever what i think it, it had
2: already, the conversation had already started and it was like at the same time i came to yeah. you guys and it was like why don't we have a gltc type time attack class and you guys were not wanting i think it was still kind of hush hush and you guys were like yeah um yeah, I kinda sorta were thinking about things and I think that it was already well underway at that point.
0: Yeah, there was like a period of time where like uh Falcon was sponsoring Sunday Cup and they're like, We really wanna you know, like we really wanna make a splash in time attack. And Chris was like, What about like the coolest class ever? Adam will figure it out and I was like, Oh no <laughs> Um, and so me and Abe started talking like, All right, what's what what's not like at the time we had what street we had we didn't have street gt yet i don't think no um uh, no we did street, we had five yeah, classes
2: yep yep
0: okay street street gt sunday cup obviously and then track modern unlimited and, and obviously super unlimited which is like the class that isn't a class but sort of is and uh
2: i have some interest yeah. in some cars at ctac this year to for like making that a class
0: uh, i think super unlimited is going to be the thing in the next couple of years too because there's so many cool like two-frame non-production things but
2: there's yeah, like, we, talk, like talk of a cup car a 911 cup car coming yeah. out and there's talk of a couple radicals coming out and we had some
0: like, cool stuff at at laguna too like we definitely MP3s did threes and yeah but yeah club tr it was like what's not covered and it and when you think about it like like the cars that couldn't really, they didn't have a home in time attack. It was like a bunch of Levi Browns with K20 EFs.
2: And like, I remember that conversation swapped. with you. I was like, the, yeah, this is like, literally the most common track car in North America. Yeah. Like literally swap me out no home anywhere yeah. for time attack.
0: Swap me swap civics, like BRZs, like BRZs, a BRZs with arrow, like they'd get there. They would get pounded on it. Street mod. Right. They get pounded on the street almost. Um, Now that they've developed, they're pretty fast, but
2: I still, I still have a dream to build the nastiest built motor K24 Civic of some sort for street someday.
0: You, you kind of did that with your, was it your brother-in-law's car?
2: No, just my buddy, Russ. That's actually whose whose house I was just at doing the, moving the arcade thing. I thought somehow you were related to him or something. That was the car that
1: you drove at Speed Ring a few years back. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yep.
0: That was the triple weekend that where you, you drove three classes, right?
2: That was fun. Can we do that again?
0: Uh, I'm trying. All
2: right. Street
0: like uh, <laughs> the the like an event like that like makes a lot of sense when you have somebody pouring unlimited money into it, and it's hard to do when you're like, hey, let's go get that money and give it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, it's really
0: it, that. That was a pretty special time. though. Chris
1: so- told me that we own the rights to the name, which is a start.
0: Yeah. He bought the name for, um, for nominal consideration. I think it was a dollar. So that's so um, good that you guys have that just in case. Like, it'll be, a, I, I, it'll be a thing. I've like, it's probably too this not year to, to do this year. Seems like it might be tough because all these companies are closing their pockets up, you know? Um, because like, I don't know, everybody's worried about everything. And, uh, yeah we'll see where it goes it 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 does need it needs like an almost philanthropic backer to be what it was um but i think i think there's probably there's probably a prize money path forward someday in time attack just just gotta
2: gotta keep the company afloat and evolve into it you know what i mean so i i'd like to i'd like to talk about something i'd like to change well, to that's what we're here for I'd like to talk about something because you and i Have this conversation often because I am a psychopath. I'm a barbarian. Mm -hmm. We've talked about that. Yeah. Fact. And and I always can't help myself but think of the car that can break the class. And I think that's probably why we talk about things a lot because I like to lust after being very wealthy and being able to build class-breaking cars. Have you telling me that's not allowed anymore and then I build the next one.
1: So I should also say, though, that despite being a barbarian, you are a mm, you are a uh, student of racing and uh, Adam may. But I definitely do ask your opinion on things, because I think you personally can separate your barbarian nature and quest for like individual benefit from domination. from like, how <laughs> is this actually good for the class? Does this yeah, make no, we, sense? We talk all the time. There are with only a band. few people yeah. uh, for which I think that applies. And I like, there are probably three people that I would ask their honest opinion and expect a genuine response.
0: Right. The, I, I think the the class breaking like brain, like the brain that goes towards the, what would I build if I could? Um, obviously James got that. Uh, But also like the class breaking mentality of like, let's F it all up and burn it to the ground. He doesn't have that. He's got the let's make it the coolest thing for 10 years so I can ruin my life for a decade. Um, That brain and that that brain is valuable as uh, as someone who has to actually like publish the rules. That's a valuable insight. It's Um, mostly
2: for two reasons. It's Is also really? like similar to
0: how I feel and how I think too. So
2: it's mostly for two reasons, it's because I respect the hell out of you guys and what you're doing. And secondly, because I don't have enough money to do it.
0: <laughs> well, and, and you got to race somewhere, so you might as well be someplace fun, right? Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Um, so this, yeah, it's a, it's
0: a similar way to, to how I think about rules, especially like when I was more aggressive and competing and stuff a decade ago, uh, you just build the better mousetrap and educate yourself on all the potential mousetraps. traps. Um, But yeah, I I love the way uh, I love that line of thinking. And I think that's probably part of the reason that our, you know, bouncing off of bouncing off of you and several others similar. It's probably part of the reason that our rules like have semi maintained for a decade and six years, five years now for GLTC in and, you know, they've evolved, but they're kind of the same as they were back in the day. So. Just I did with.
2: bring. I did bring a pretty weird car to Kota 2020. That's for sure. I don't think I brought the car that anyone else bought. You were the of. only
0: one that tried that path. That we were like, I think that path might be pretty cool, and it was just a little bit cooler than we thought it was. <laughs> that was back when that was back when Hoosiers were the thing. Um, it was.
2: It was cooler than I thought it was going to be.
0: And we we had given Giles was like, just give. It was like forty millimeter, on yep. Hoosiers. Uh, just give it give the street tires 40 mil and i, think I was, it was like that I might be was, a lot i think
2: it was 50 mil because yeah, I, like, I, I think it was 245 hoosiers if i would have ran hoosiers and it was 295 street tires yeah, and yeah. it was 50 mil and four percent he was a like, given a lot see what happens and I was like, that might
0: be too much but nobody tried it
1: what yeah. was your what was your modifier when you came into that event like what percent
2: like a, minus seven a negative six or Jeez <laughs> it was minus seven and Todd yeah. Cayley was like, uh, he was like a four or five or something, four or five or something like yeah. that. Yeah,
0: was he P two that weekend at Coda?
2: Uh, he was, and he would have actually beat me that weekend because of our TPS sensor failure in race three. But then he had, he he found out that he had like a limp mode for a really mm. low coolant temperature. Like, sorry, for a overheat, but the overheat temperature was like not hot. Yeah. Like, it was, like, going into limp mode for overheating at 205 water temperature. Oh, yeah, like I think I remember talking about that. And one. in race four, I just was, like, I knew that I had to win, or I knew I had to beat him, I think. And I drove past him, and I was, like, what just happened? Yeah, it just it just and he worked. never came. It was, like, he just, like, you know, I think he was probably down 50 horsepower or something like that. It,
0: it was that. pretty good <laughs> racing. Like, you you lurched ahead of everybody because your tires were there and nobody else's were. And then they just clawed back at you as theirs came in, and you're some starting that, to fall some off. Some of that
2: may, might have been artificial.
0: Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna point <laughs> fingers at anybody else, but it was fun to watch. But it also, it, it showed some of the, the lack of knowledge. Um, because I will they, like,
2: say, I will say, I wasn't very concerned that I was going to get past Adam. How about that?
0: Oh, I get that. I talked to you about that. <laughs> but it but also like it was like, well, I, I don't you know, we didn't know how different Hoosiers and 200 tread were because even back in back in you know four years ago, five years ago, NASA guys like nobody was using two hundreds. Two hundreds were like not, most of them were like not even that great. You know, it was very different. So
2: So go, going into my my brain and thinking about optimization and stuff like that, I go into a subject that I probably make people irritated with in the GLTC chat sometimes. Um, And I go into the argument about uh, people commenting on, well, I have to be, do this to be optimized, or you need to be doing this to be optimized because it's not being penalized, or you need to be doing this to be optimized because it's not being penalized. And I don't think anyone really like, Looks on the scale, in a like a grand enough way, of what Uh, is optimized, and I think that people say more on that. What does that mean? Like I think that people look at a car that's doing well and assume that it's optimized, Hmm. and I think they have no idea what they're talking about, because I think that any car that has ever set a record in grid lifetime attack or in GLTC has literally hundreds of thousands of dollars that could still be put into that car oh for sure well that's that's, that's a fact class.
1: and um if you and listen to our completely
2: legal like no gray area parts at all i'm talking straight up black and white legal stuff and yeah. you could spend three hundred thousand dollars more on it that is literally going to yield time
0: things so, like wind tunnel and shaker rigs and things like that but also like testing and really smart engineers and testing and testing and testing and testing and testing and testing that doesn't, that doesn't happen at our level.
1: James, I don't don't know. I don't know if you listened to the show that we did with my friend, Peter, uh, the author of that racing hell book. Um, he, we spent a lot of time talking about this silly notion of drivers driving at the limit. And this is, I think kind of similar for, for people to think that they're getting close to the performance potential of their car is um, unlikely given that everyone would agree that if they spent 50 K the car would be faster.
0: Yeah. uh, Not even to say that. What if they spent 500 K? What if they could, they'd find places to put it. You know what I mean?
2: So, so even one other thing that's even simpler than all those other expensive things. So, if I would you say that a plaid almost defies the laws of what people think is possible? Like uh, what's his name? I forget what his name is that came to Grid Life this year, but I followed him. There. Oh, Andrew, uh, Andrew yeah,
1: that car is yeah. wicked.
2: So that doesn't make sense, right? Would but it's also like pretty much it? stock. <laughs> but like that car doesn't make sense. Would we agree? Agree in acceler- acceleration like, it, terms and in the way it time, handles in lap yeah. time for a five thousand pound car. Like he that? was yeah, the way it wicked at Mid Ohio. Yeah,
0: the way it handles with that much weight is nuts.
2: Right, so let me tell you this so it's it handles well because a it has very good geometry, but b because its center of gravity is ridiculously low for its weight, so it's not like normal weight, right? Yes, so why doesn't anyone take an Integra and spend I'm not talking wind tunnel shaker rig money, I'm saying take an Integra and make it nineteen hundred pounds without the driver and make you it probably can it's a lot of work. But yeah, yeah, but it's not like, it's not a $100,000.
0: Yeah, if we're talking like, like, like GLTC, work, you can do, you can do a lot. You can get the weight do down lot. real low. You can do a
2: lot. You can Carbon roof and, you know, you can do a Lexan windshield if you hate yourself. And, and you can punch uh, holes and all the,
0: all the ancillary, uh, can, like support do, structures. You can
2: and, do a lot of stuff, right? You can totally build a 1900 pound Integra. And then you run Maybe, at, maybe
0: not with a cage. But. I think
2: you can. I think you can. I don't, I think if I don't it's know. If mag- I think it's got way. like magnesium wheels and carbon panels and carbon doors. Yeah. And, yep. and I think it's 1,900 pounds and it's 2,100 pounds with driver. And then you put 1,000 pounds below the floor. <laughs> you put 1,000. Because you, 1, you're pounds. making
0: like 230, 240, somewhere in that range. Yep. Yeah.
2: But the center of gravity is now lower than any car in the field by a mile i don't care if you bring a lotus out it's lower than that if you put a yeah. thousand pounds below the floor you know like one inch plate steel on the beach floorboard, whatever that yeah. is abe could do the math on it for us because he's a doctor
1: no um, there there are people <laughs> in the grid life field that can
2: i but, could find a calculator here in a few seconds but anyways it doesn't matter whether it's one inch or three quarters of an inch i would imagine one inch uh, like a eight by eight sheet of one inch steel is pretty heavy.
1: Oh yeah. yeah eight it's eight feet
2: heavy. by eight feet. And, and all of a sudden now that center of gravity is like defying the rules. Like what if a plaid weighed 3000 pounds? It would be yeah, the fastest pr- of anything, right? Now
0: it, it'd be pretty good. The,
2: the torque is a separate thing, but there's so many ways to, to skin the cat on this. And I'm not saying that I necessarily would build a 3151 Integra myself because it'd probably be hard on knuckles and this and that, and whatever. And it's not like, you know, it's going to break the trailing arms and stuff, right? But I'm just saying that sort of theory with this sort of thing right. could be very good. And there's so many ways to do it. You know, we've talked about gearing, we've talked about flat tunes, we've talked about optimizing arrow, optimizing free arrow. Sorry, everyone. Um, Everybody
0: that saw your spoiler. <laughs>
2: But, like these are the things, like you know
0: only you know. one person protested your spoiler, and uh, for people that don't know your spoiler, what's our spoiler limit two fifty square inch
2: two fifty and, and that one yours,
0: yours is two forty four yours is two forty yeah it's below two fifty, but it's kinda big, but then you look at it and it's got a lot of slits cut in it,
2: <laughs>
0: and I okay. just like. There's one person that's protested, like, like are you really going to allow this? And I was like, yeah, I think it's dope. <laughs> <laughs> what's
2: What's the difference between that, though, and using the, the rules to achieve a larger splitter blade, though? Yeah, same, exactly. same sort of thing, right? That same like,
0: person might be in the same ballpark. Oh, that I, love
2: <laughs> I love that person. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but, like, seriously, though, like, I don't, you know, it's just there are so many things right? Yeah.
0: It's all, it's almost like a never end. And and that's also like part of the fun part about this. Like uh, I don't enjoy stressing about events. I don't enjoy stressing about rules. I don't enjoy stressing about like making sure everybody's safe and like the ingest and the parking. Like there's so many things about it that I don't enjoy, but I do enjoy like the mental pursuit of like, what would I do if I could? Uh, And it's probably the thing that I enjoy the most about the entire process of what we do is the the building the mousetrap all the potentials um the if this then that and and everybody's opinion on that. uh as long as they're being polite about it, like I think it's the funnest conversations it's like fun, um,
2: but also I ruin yeah. your day sometimes when you when you, you no, know that's, you do, that's you, you a fact it. You, you talking about it rules, and I'm like, but what about this car and you're like, uh
1: one of the other drivers grid life. Competitors that I ask questions about and very much admire and respect their opinion is. Let
0: me guess, he owns a shop somewhere.
1: No, well, okay. that person also yes, but <laughs> <Okay>. uh, <laughs> um, no, he's he's not as as hard on the rules as Alex Moss. And I, yeah, love, I knew
0: you were talking about Alex Moss. Otherwise. I love I was Alex, Alex Moss was Aaron, to death. I was Alex.
1: Um, I love Alex to death, but he gave me a really hard time um basically not like protesting Dana's car but advocating for certain modifications to Dana's car on the yeah. basis of rules and it it really um I thought it was clever but I just like I was in a position where I was like no we that that cannot be allowed we just cannot do what, that. What it was the
0: thing where I uh, go keep going, keep going. You
1: had a an awkward definition of yeah. the the sentence structure was awkward for Air dam in glossary
0: and like the word etc
1: he said uh that's not an air dam that's an etc therefore i told james about this (laughs) the other day
2: we literally just (laughs) talked about this like two days ago
1: (laughs) i was like that mf -er." uh he also said or argued that it was not an air dam and it was a bug deflector and (laughs) (laughs) i love how Oh, Um, Alex,
0: it's all it it also makes like I know I could kill Alex with my bare hands, but I love him so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I also know he listens to the show. He messaged me last week. So, Alex, if you're listening, we do love you very much. And don't make uh, me kill you with
0: my bare hands, Alex. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I do. I I love like that brain where it's like, all right, well, it's written this. See that comma. See that comma right there. You know when somebody looks at a comma and thinks it's a performance advantage like that's a brilliant brain. I love that mindset so when they when they look at like the yeah the just the sentence structure and they're like, well, it could mean this. it says it in
1: the rules. Like, he's kind of a trendsetter too. He's got some pretty dope yeah. mud flaps on that s two thousand
2: uh yeah, I've noticed <laughs> and and there have been I some the, I don't know about the mud flaps
1: you should. Yeah, maybe you'll see the car again. Maybe you'll check out the mud flaps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and I've seen similar mud flaps uh on other vehicles since that time. I, I
0: I think this kind of stuff, like this kind of stuff doesn't fly in other amateur motorsports. Um and I think largely we're in the we're in the gray area and the fuzz of the rules and stuff. And Like these things aren't made most of these things are like they're really nothing burgers. Like if you Miss the apex in turn one, you blow the advantage of twelve of these nothing burgers. But I just think it's so cool. I think the it's problem just is,
2: is the the other series that you're talking about that wouldn't allow this. Probably a lot of their competitors are straight up cheating. Oh well, other, yeah, in other and, ways, and, like in their horsepower and weight, is just absolutely dead nuts. Yeah, them. because they don't have the means
0: to even scrutineer the rules that they've made. You know, like not talking about any series in particular, but like almost most series they don't have the means to scrutineer things like, and if they did, they would be pushing their competitors away because they'd be sending their cars home in a handbasket. Like with, you know, like similar to like after national championships and in NASA and SCCA, like half those cars go home with the heads off and the bottom ends apart. And it just takes all the fun out of it. Like we did that every weekend. Like, okay, nobody's going to come anymore. Um, but yeah, I just think there is like, there's something really fun about this mindset. Um,
2: did you know did you yeah. know that um you can put a Nacaduct in a window?
0: Yeah, obviously. Lots of people <laughs> have done that. It's pretty cool. What are you gonna do with that Nacaduct?
2: am put it in the window.
0: What are you gonna do why are you gonna do that? I don't
2: know. Seems like what you'd do with a Nacaduct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where is it gonna aim to?
0: I don't know yet.
2: You're not sure? How many are you gonna put in? <laughs> as many as I can fit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How much money do you spend on Agadex since October? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes is the amount of how much money. <laughs> um, Yeah, we've also recently been talking about uh, safety measures on your car.
2: <laughs> I want to be safer, Abe. You do? Abe. Let me hear about I it. Think- yeah, let's let's hear about the safety. <laughs> I'd like to be safer, Abe. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. No, I'm that, concerned.
1: That seems reasonable.
2: I'm concerned yeah. about uh, things flying in the front windows of the cars.
1: Yeah, the side side window,
0: passenger and driver side.
2: Yeah, I'm concerned
0: about that. Okay. Yeah. How how concerned are you? James? Yeah, we'll see. I feel like I'm the straight man in your comedy routine.
2: We'll we'll just see how it goes. We'll take some pictures of it at Kota, and then maybe we'll podcast again.
1: Yeah. I want to hear about it now. Well, we're talking about window nets.
2: We can like about, can we stick this? Can we cut this out and put it in the in the Patreon only one? <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, I'm gonna timestamp this right now. All right, we're back.
0: No. We're back. Anyway, what? Sorry, we had a we had a tangent of uh, Houghton's thoughts and cheatiness on Patreon. Easy.
2: That's not a nice thing to say. It's not
0: cheaty if it's not actually cheating.
2: <laughs> Whatever.
0: Uh, I mean, the rules say things. You can bring it to the nth degree. <laughs> Um, so I think we jumped into that by talking about your next aerodynamic modification that is actually a safety modification and you didn't want to talk about it in the main podcast.
1: You're assuming, so this, this is true. You're assuming that people still listen to this show. I think there are a few, but there are sister and spinoff podcasts that, uh, have, divided and conquered so to speak in terms of audience and so we're doing fine, it's fine.
2: yeah like this is the greatest ever
1: did you listen to the show that we fine. did we're with the uh did. peter about racing in the nurburgring if you didn't listen Sorry that was that the again. biggest mistake of I your life
2: li- i haven't listened to it yet mm. but that's because i listen to um slip angle about once a year and i listen to all of them and I don't know why I get out of the habit and then I realize that I'm so far behind and then I listen to podcasts all day every day for weeks.
0: That's how I listen to 10 Tense Podcast. And then they usually talk shit about me on every podcast.
2: <laughs> I love it. Yeah.
1: I want to ask, there has been some ongoing discussion with Adam and I and a couple of drivers about what it means to be an unlimited car and... Mm. Obviously, you have an opinion on the subject. I'm interested to know, do you feel like it is a requirement that an unlimited car must start life as a road car?
2: Yes.
0: Well, what would so Abe for clarity, what would be the alternative? Um, But I mean, I know what you're mm, talking about. GT4 Club Sport. yeah. or a gt3 cup car or the problem
2: is with a gt4 club sport it's very easy for that to go down a rabbit hole so the problem with that is is I couldn't care less about a gt4 club sport that's kind of a not to, to anyone that owns a cl- gt4 club sport that's listening it's i apologize for this but it's a mech car like i not like that's not it's a not, that's not a the i, I chose it because breaker. it's not, not an not, insane car i that's
1: specifically right, why yeah. i mentioned so what, if
2: like I, bring, what if i bring a gt lm 911 out and then i put a gt2 rs motor <coughs> mate that motor to the crazy sequential and make it make about a thousand wheel and then I, I have Porsche continue the engineering on it or whoever, the engineer that was working on that program, continue on it. And I have that driver come out and drive it. And now, time attack, no one cares.
0: But did it, did it start life as a VIN chassis? A GTLM would not have.
2: Correct. But that's what you're talking about here, right? Right.
0: Well, no, we're talking
2: about, like, uh, X pro cars or... But a GT4 car doesn't have... A, a GT4 Club Sport doesn't have a VIN Some, some of them do.
0: Like not maybe not a GT4 Club Sport, but well, Club Sport would, I think. But um, well, it's, yeah, some pro-built cars have vents. So, and that's the weird, like the weird middle. The
1: reason I ask, Jim, is if you apply such a stipulation, then it is in fact limited. It's not unlimited. It's limited because it has to be blah 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 blah.
2: Well, Unlimited, we can't bring a Formula One.
1: Well, car. the the argument I made to Adam was everyone, including all the people that drive in Unlimited, would agree that if uh, Jeff Brown showed up and he engineered with Multimatic and Level 5 an Unlimited Time Attack car, uh, everything that we know about Unlimited Time Attack would be nothing by comparison. If, yeah,
0: if, if you showed up with those people and a $10, 20000000 million budget, and but a is, vin cha- yeah, Vin chassis and twenty five percent of your bottom floor, which is basically our two requirements and unlimited right now, they could run shit.
2: Correct. But that is less likely to happen because that is many millions of dollars. Sure. For sure. But, it, for and sure. It's not, yeah. th- and it's not that expensive to yep. buy a used fifteen year old L M P two car and put a nasty. Engine well,
1: in no, an L M P two car is not speaking. what we're talking
2: about.
0: No, we're talking about like a, a VIN chassis, Gallardo, or Adventador or some pro car.
2: Where do you, or, draw, the, where do you draw the line? Though? Yeah,
0: or like a McLaren GT4 car, McLaren, I don't know, whatever that, whatever else they raced in that would have a VIN um, and might be really well set up and maybe is even a factory-supported driver, but is like a uh, started life as a pro car, but has a VIN. That's the weird, like, we've had, we've had a few unlimited drivers so, say, hey, that sucks.
1: So. The, maybe the thing that, and, and homologated is not the right word, but what I'm thinking about are yeah. cars that have a road-going equivalent. So, like, yeah. a P2 car does not have a road-going equivalent, but a 911, like, a, a GT3 car a GTL, does. A
2: GTLM car does, though. Well, yeah, but it doesn't have a VIN. Vin, Vin
0: and some floor from original is what we're talking about. And that's, okay. that's like a few IMSA cars and a few SRO cars. And, uh, and we've had some people argue that like, those cars are too good out of the box. They can, you know, with less horsepower, they can beat us. And we were like, ah, I don't think so. Um, but it is a, it's a topic of discussion. So
1: the one, the if one if that it, comes to a, mind they... is that, um, closed wheel KTM like bubble cockpit thing
0: KTM Expo, but it from looks
1: Europe. like yeah. it looks like a prototype, a prototype. But it has a VIN and it can be a road legal car in Europe. What's well, an interesting that
2: record. car doesn't that the car doesn't make me near as nervous as other cars. Well, I mean it was it was G, awesome G, at Laguna, G, GT, but it was
1: not as fast as you might think.
2: A GT like, a GT3 Huracan with a turbo kit makes me way way more nervous. Yep, that makes me real nervous. Like not crazy power, like. 8900 wheel and not like 1500 not like roll racing car like 8900 wheel yeah. in a Huracan GT3 could and you can buy that you can buy it or let's say a Gallardo not not a Huracan let's say a 10 year old Gallardo GT3 car with a turbo kit on it is not the most like the Integra probably cost more than what that costs, <laughs> doesn't that
0: right? suck to think about it?
2: terrible but like seriously right like that's that right, is not right. an unimaginable thing to yeah. do and that yeah you put a sheepy kid or something on that basically ends the no i I think though the reason that the 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 conversation is
1: even being had is um is time attack or competing at that level of time attack exclusively for people who build cars or is it for people who might also just want to drive cars
0: yeah people who bought cars
2: so i'll i'll say this i'll say this um Ferris is down in a very intriguing path, and he, he is now, as of this evening, ninth fastest all time at Sakuba, and going. Oh, how fast did he work. go?
0: Like a forty-nine 50, or something?
2: one so far.
0: Okay, cool.
2: That's ninth fastest of all time. There's only one true time attack car that's ever gone sub fifty, and that is Fire Ando in the White Evo, which is oh super, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, incredible. Um, but and then the HKS thing, which is not a real car, right? It went forty-nine-four. Uh, on a full slick, so that's not a that's not really part of the whole time attack deal over there, um, but Ferris is a hell of a driver and he's a hell of a builder. But if Ferris hung a couple of turbos off of a GTL, I know that the GTLM isn't really the thing, but let's say there was a GT3. Well, there is now the C the C8. They have a GT3 version, right? But let's say that a C7 or a C6, whatever GTLM car was a GT3 car. And the arrow was already all figured out and the shocks were already all figured out and the spring rates and the sway bars and all that stuff was already all figured out. Right. um, If he hung a pair of turbos on that, I am very confident in his driving, but like he doesn't have a $50 million budget to figure this stuff out over the course. Like, and I'm not saying they had a $50 million budget for one year, but what everyone I've made this argument to people before they say, well, they don't, they only spent X amount per year, but they've learned Everything they've learned, they have notes from every Forever. year that they've ever done, right? From back from January. that's why yeah. base setup when they it. go
1: to when an F1 team goes to a track, base setup is the easy part, and then they're just like tweaking,
2: right? So, if you, um, you know, if you took a C6 GTLM car uh, over to G Speed and they hung a couple of turbos off that and probably changed nothing else, double the horsepower, yeah, it's probably yeah. game over, it's probably just like game
0: over. Um, but uh, the L the GTLM car isn't going to be a VIN chassis. There no, are but some, I'm saying, yeah, but I'm yeah. just
2: saying that's the same type of thing as the Huracan yep. with the turbos on it, right? Or the or whatever, right? Like it's if mm-hmm. if that existed, it would only be marginally slower. You know, the GTLM right. were not that; they were mostly like power and weight difference, but like tire and arrow and stuff like that was not that much different. Um, yeah. So that wouldn't. That's still like there's a lot of those cars out there, and I'm not saying that, like. I'm saying this without not a dog in a fight anymore. I'm not building. I don't know what the current. Well, you drove is. an
0: unlimited car like recently.
2: But... Correct. But it's not going to be in a time attack car anymore. It's done. Right. It's done. It's time attack career. Probably never coming back. Um, it's going to be a race car. You're, you're talking about the Evo, right? Correct. Evo
1: race car. What about
2: the, the Evo is going to Guyana to be a wheel to wheel car for its life.
1: Insane. You live a weird it life, is. Jim.
0: And and you're probably going to go down and drive it, right? That's correct. It's going to be
1: exciting.
2: <laughs> drive a 870-wheel horsepower Evo at the equator in a 15-minute race should be intriguing. But yeah, that's, uh, a, that's,
0: that's, that's a whole deal, dude.
2: Big, <laughs> rad, big fans. I think the fans yeah. are 40 amps per fan. Good grief. There's How good many alternators? Uh, one 270-amp alternator from DC Alternators in California.
0: Why don't they put a couple of them, like run one off a of drive shaft or
2: something? Because uh, this is a bolt-on type of deal. Gotcha, and it's gotcha. 270 amps. That's a big amp alternator. That's a big amp alternator. Apparently, That's like a
0: 15 horsepower
2: alternator. <laughs> I've just heard about, I just found out about him recently, but he was into drifting and he couldn't get an alternator to stay together in his drift okay. car. And he started building alternators in his garage and it's like turned into a thing. And now I guess like almost every car at the Baja has one of his alternators on it. DC alternators. DC alternators. I have to look into him. That's cool. Hmm. Um,
1: Speaking of, but anyways,
2: I don't, I don't really have an iron and a fire. But to me, part well, you, of
0: what... you also like might drive your Integra someday again with a chop top.
2: Correct. But I feel like the, you know,
0: man, you've been I talking think... to Luke too much. You keep saying correct.
2: The... Yeah, I have been. Yeah, Luke. Uh, Luke says correct all the time. <laughs> Luke McGrew. <laughs> but I love that. I think that part of what makes Unlimited special is the is the path that will went down the path that I went down the path that Ferris is going down. No, I, I agree. 100%. And I think that when you hang a couple of turbos off uh, a GT three car and then you hire a professional driver, I don't think that that's, I don't believe that that's the path. And I believe that if you uh, buy a Huracan and turbo it, and then have to figure out your own coilovers and have to figure out your own arrow and your own sway bars and your own everything that car is not going 15s at road Atlanta on the first day. But I'm not convinced if Jeff Westfall drives a 1000 wheel horsepower GT3 Huracan with a professional team that set it up, I'm not convinced it doesn't go 15s on the first day at road Atlanta.
0: Yeah. There's, there's this weird, like gray line of unlimited time. Well, but, like, it
1: feels yeah. a little bit like it's attempting to be this exclusive club. And I just, it, I don't really like that. You might say it's not unlimited because they didn't build it themselves. And like, that's not, that's like not going to yeah. be for everyone.
2: Our, 968
0: like Barton or whatever his name is, did not build that car.
2: Nope. But they had not to figure, all. they figured it out.
0: Yeah. And they figured it out for Porsche, a decade.
2: Porsche didn't figure it out they figured no. it out and yeah I think those that's...
0: crazy people that put too much money in that weird old like 968 front, front engine yeah that weird old front engine Porsche like they figured things out and like
2: and I think that's what makes it special yeah well but, I would, but hate, again, I would hate again like this is gonna
1: make to go me unpopular away. but you're you're arguing that in order for it to be time attack it needs to be done inefficiently because well we've we've already <laughs> already like as as humans, we've figured all this stuff out already, but it only counts yeah. if you do it by figuring it out again yeah, I mean, it's that's like a weird of,
2: kind of every driver in grid life, though, like realistically that's almost every single it's most car. of them
0: yeah well, it's many of them. It's like the weird, like, I forget what it was, but but some judge ruled about pornography of, like, I can't define it, but I'll know it when I see it.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what an unlimited
0: car is, but I'll know it when I see it.
2: How about this? I'll counter you, Abe. I'll counter you. I would accept that an overall grid life record was held by a super unlimited car. Okay. Uh I wouldn't dispute. I would, well, I would we, we already that.
0: we already have that at Streets of Willow, we have that at uh, Laguna.
2: I'm, I'm okay yep. with the overall grid life record being not not an asterisk. Like straight up, this is the overall grid life. So record. so okay then I, in your opinion,
1: what how does the the unlimited rulebook need to change to capture the spirit of what you're talking about?
0: I don't I I think the unlimited rulebook is perfect as is, personally. I haven't, uh, I haven't read I it. I think lately. it's vin, I think unlimited basically is do whatever you want. Start with a VIN chassis, leave twenty five percent of the floor, or roughly. I forget exactly how we say it, but like a
2: VIN and VIN chassis and a VIN
0: chassis, yeah. a, vin a, chassis a little part. bit of unibody still or floor or whatever you decide to build it out of. Um, and that's that's a car that evolved into a race car versus like... Well, wait, though,
1: um, is... Yeah. Um, I, I can't remember. I know that I should have this memorized, but I don't. If you bought a Honda Civic uh, TCA car from Honda... Yes. That also can compete un- in Unlimited, and none of us are disputing no, that, that right now, right? We
0: No, that has, a that has a VIN. Are you
1: sure?
2: I'm not... Yeah, a TCA...
0: That, I think TCA cars. Uh, a body and,
2: I don't think a body in white has. I don't a van. think they
1: do. I think,
0: I, think, I think a body and white has a VIN. It's not a legal. It's not a road legal VIN, but I believe it has. A how been.
2: about how about this? I believe that Grid Life and what makes Grid Life special is having common sense, and I think that Grid <laughs> Life sure. knows the difference sure. between a GTLM Corvette and a body in white Honda Civic. <laughs> I I think I believe that, and we're talking about like a we're talking about
0: a specific case, but I believe that one does have a VIN. But there are some things like uh, like Ryan's Subaru from Japan that doesn't have a VIN or had like a weird VIN. And it's not real. And they make them run a Pro Comp in GTA. And I think that's weird because that's just an old Subaru. You know what I mean?
2: I don't think that is. I think that's a thing, that car.
0: No, that's just an old Subaru chassis. I, it's like an old Hawkeye I, I, chassis. I don't, right.
2: I don't think that that's a regular. I think that that was a purpose-built race car.
0: Well, it was. It was not. It was like a body in white from Subaru. I, I think in that like the reason why that
2: car, I think one of the reasons why that car is what it is is, I could be wrong, but I thought that, that car had weird pickup points and all sorts of. Weird maybe changes. it does. I I don't actually know. I'm well, not positive on it, but I think that that car would probably be legal to run in, um, maybe in Grid Life Unlimited. I'm not sure. I though. mean, that
0: that I think it has actually, but it okay. feels like. To me, that feels like an unlimited <coughs> car. I'm like who cares? Pick a points, yeah. whatever. That, but yeah, that comes change, back to the common sense
1: argument. Want. The I don't disagree with the common sense argument, but it is difficult to enforce consistently if if you're being challenged regularly and you're having to rely on. Well, it's it's my rodeo, so I'll just do it how I want it.
2: I don't want TA one cars, and I don't want GT three cars. How about that?
0: Yeah, sure. Thanks. I
2: don't know, (laughs) because if you brought a a Turbo TA one car out, like what what is I guess that's a that's a super unlimited car, right? But that's what I just feel like a GT three car feels like it belongs in the same place as a TA one car.
0: Well, it depends on the year of GT three as well. Like those those things have evolved a lot. Yeah, yeah.
2: Even a ten year old GT three is a pretty good car. It's probably true. Probably you know. I don't know when GT3 even started.
1: I will say that Hi. I rode in uh, some... I know they're very different, but I rode in one or two of the GT4 uh, competition class cars, and I was not impressed with how powerful they were at all. I, the only, which, which ones did you ride? Um, the FCP cars. The only thing oh, that yeah, I yeah. admired about those cars was how well the brakes were. braking. Holy smokes, did
0: they stop.
2: So, one thing I've noticed, I did the uh, iRacing uh, uh, roar before the 24. And I ran the... What did I run? I ran the BMW GT4 car. And it went 167 miles per hour. 166, somewhere in around there. Before braking for turn one. And then... uh, We were doing the 24 hours of Daytona. I never got to drive. We got wrecked before it was my stint. Um, But it's incredible the different, how they make speed. So it only did 174. But it does, it's like 165 way early and it's an air wall. And the GT4 just keeps on humming all all, the way along. It just keeps on and on and on accelerating because it's such low drag and low horsepower. You know, probably at some point, the the gt3 versus the gt4 is probably 20 miles an hour difference but then it's that aero wall is is something
0: hmm in in your opinion uh you've driven daytona the one time that we did it with the season champions yep um, is that like a good is yes. that a good track for yes. like a yeah. benchmark for you know obviously uh imsa does a bunch of bop between the roar and the 24 hour. Like what's your thought about a track like that versus like a track like mid Ohio.
2: Oh, sorry. I thought you were asking if it would be a good track for JLTC.
0: No, yeah, I think it's, true. I think it actually probably would be a
2: pretty good track for JLTC. I think any track where you have draft creates amazing racing. Yeah. As long as it's not like locked draft, like spec me Yeah.
0: I'm kind of curious your thoughts on that track versus like a, a mid Ohio or road America. <laughs> like those are three very different places.
2: I think that, um, Road America is seemingly not as drafty as I would expect it to be. I think that the you know the next it, there it is happening there, but i think because of our relatively low top speeds and because of just the quite the length of the straightaways, I feel like if they were another three hundred feet longer, man, you could really do some stuff with the draft, but not always is it as effective as I think it would be co- excuse me cool to be, but I think Daytona the draft would be exciting because I think a car that's maybe not quite as fast because the straightaway so long might get in between two cars and all of a sudden still maybe be able to be able to make a move on, you know, into the braking zone or something like that where it normally maybe couldn't. Yeah. Um, I could be wrong, but I just, I see the, how different cars are on iRacing when you're, when you're running that and sometimes how different they are in straight line speeds and stuff like that, but they can still hang around in the draft. And I think that that's intriguing.
0: What do you think of that place in real life when
2: you drove the K24 Honda Fit that we had there? I was so excited just to experience Daytona. Yeah, same. I remember as soon as I got out on out on track and then I came out uh, on a NASCAR turn one, I guess that is, or be, I guess it's kind of between one and two. I remember thinking. This is so cool. I wonder how high it feels when you go up to the wall. And I just turned right. I didn't turn right, but I just like opened the wheel and let it go straight up to the wall, like 10 feet off the wall. And I tried to peek down to my left a little bit. And I was like, wow, this is cool (laughs) up here. You're like three stories
0: up. It was so cool.
1: One of the biggest regrets regrets of my time being connected to grid life was not going to that.
0: Dude, it was
1: was nuts. I know. That's why I regret. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I, they gave me the crappiest stint too. They gave me the worst stint of all time, and it was so, it was so memorable. Like it was, I'm so happy that I got it. Uh, yeah, it uh, the, <laughs> the, the I go out on track, and right uh, it's
2: my fault. <laughs> no one told well, me that I, the wheel offsets were like different widths, different. Yeah, wheels I go out, out on track right, at,
0: and, and as I'm getting in the car, they're like pulling the right front wheel off. And I, f- I forget exactly, but I have this, like, weird memory of you saying the brake rotors cracked. Like, as soon as the wheel came off, the brake rotor broke.
2: I don't um, remember about that. I just remember we put a different tire on the right front.
0: Yeah, we put, we put like, so we had, like, 205, like, n Farah something yep. tires on there. And then we put a 245 Rival on the right hand outside.
2: <laughs> so someone asked me my opinion of if the car would be weird. Mm-hmm. No one told me that the wheel was a different width. The wheel was a different offset, and the tire was a different width. They yeah. just asked if I thought that a next rival yeah. and a rival would be like would make the car feel weird. And I was like, the way Daytona is, it doesn't have a lot of transition stuff or anything like that. You're in a you know a one corner, or another corner, other than the bus stop. Yep. And the yep. bus stop was kind of easy in that car, anyways. It was great, um, actually. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, the, these car tires are both so close to similar peak grip levels. I was like, I would send it, and you went out and came right back in. And then they were like, it's a different offset, it's a different width. The tires a different width. The tires a different height. I'm like, why didn't anyone tell well, me? Well, no, the,
0: the the biggest problem though, the reason I only the only reason I came in, it wasn't grip. It was the
2: pulling that- right?
0: No, it was that the brake rotor had, had, it was knocking the pad back so bad because as soon as they took the wheel off, the brake rotor broke and it had this like quarter inch gap it in it. Yeah, we changed it afterwards. But so I think
2: I, also you remember you saying that it was pulling because of that one wheel on the wheel uh, Well, I
0: would hit up. the brakes. And once I pumped the brakes up, uh, then the car would uh, like effectively turn right, like up into the wall.
1: <laughs>
0: Which was weird. Um yeah. I did a couple I did a couple laps while you guys got ready. But um yeah, my first forgot about
2: that. I'd forgotten about my, the order
0: change. And like everybody everybody we had like four or five driver changes and everything was fine except for we had to like fuel extra because the car didn't take fuel very well.
2: I think we were putting um, nine and a half gallons in it or something like that. Yeah, we
0: cool. or like six and a half or something. We had to like do two fuel. We did basically we had to fuel it twice versus our competition. We still like We still finished, like, 14th out of, like, 110 or something.
2: It was incredible.
0: Uh, uh, The um, car was really pretty good, except for when it, like, cocked out on you, if you, like, pussyfooted it. You had to beat on it or else the thing went into limp mode. Um, It was weird.
2: I never got limp mode. (laughs) I'm proud of that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I got it one time when I was learning the racetrack because the the brakes, which I'll talk about in a second. Um, So I did one. I did, like, half a warm-up lap behind that VW Bug that was, like, down. It was pitted, like – Five paddock spots to the left of us, or five pit spots to the left of us. It was so slow. So I go out behind this VW bug, and a bunch of people are passing us. So I do the entire infield behind the VW bug, just because I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going, and there's a bunch of cars freight training me. I'm gonna find a gap, right? We get up on the on the oval. You do the left out on the oval in NASCAR two or whatever. And uh, I'm coming up on the bus stop, and I'm like, this bus stop looks easy. I'm gonna do this thing flat, and I do the bus stop flat. I still have not touched the brakes because I'm behind a VW bug through the entire infield. Um, And I'm going around and the sun is in my eyes. So I would round like the, the back turns before you come on the front straight. And I would pull my left hand up and like hold my left hand over my eye or like block the sun. And then it would come onto the front straight. And this is like the sunset, like come on the front straight the first time. I'm passing all the pits, pit stop or pit lanes, uh, spots. And I'm like, man, this is so cool. I'm at Daytona and I go for the brakes and the pedal just goes clunk on the floor. (laughs) And, and and like, it literally like made a clunk that I heard and I was like, Oh, Uh, and I scooped it up with my foot and I pump, pump. It was like, the first pump was like almost to the floor. The second pump was almost something. And then the third pump, was like oh we're locked up now we had a four-wheel lock up, and i and i basically like formula drifted my first entry into turn one i don't know how and i it was full lock counter steer Car was like all locked up it was completely out of sorts and it was just a mess and it was because the the broken rotor had like kicked the pads back so bad um so I got on the radio and told them that they had to change that, and then they put the old tire back on, and then the car was like, "Fine." It was kind of boring actually, but
2: that car—that car, that car uh, was probably would have been if it had a like a Gearx eight o uh eight o sixth gear or an eight five sixth gear or something like that. Yeah. That car would have been like three seconds a lot faster, I think. And if it had As like a, a
0: de- if you could take decent fuel, we would have won that. We would have run that won that race by like. Seven ten laps
2: yeah if that had a if that had a fuel yeah. cell in it yeah and and a and a sixth year in it and nothing else changed we would have won that race
0: it was so it was like it was so fun it was just a fun event but, i was impressed yeah, was how,
2: how well for a strut front solid rear axle car it was pretty good
0: no fits are pretty good man sunday cup cars can rule they're they're just pretty fun to drive they don't suck at all so Anyway, well, we should probably put Abe to bed because he's going to turn into a pumpkin.
2: Cole's notes: so, Your cars yeah. are not optimized, so don't complain about getting a percent for something because you're you're so far away, anyways. How much All is a
0: percent? Of, how much is a percent worth, anyway?
2: Three quarters of a tenth.
0: Three quarters of a tenth. <coughs> on, on what kind of track?
2: Two mile long.
0: I've been telling people it's one tenth for.
2: It's not quite a tenth. But,
0: no, I know. <laughs> We've looked at a lot of data.
2: It's not quite a 10. So when you say that, you know, such and such needs 1% or such and such needs, you know, a percent back or whatever, just remember your cars probably could go a second faster with more optimization. And.
0: I'm trying to be so nice with these like percentages also like we're trying not to like upset the apple cart too much, but also we're trying to we're trying to inch our way towards parity. I'd it few, probably like, doesn't surprise anyone.
1: It probably doesn't surprise anyone who listens to this show. Adam and I take a dramatically yeah. different stance on like how <laughs> like, how to move the needle.
2: Abe is like get stuffed, and Adam's like please don't be mad at me. Well, so the big <laughs>
0: probably the biggest parody swing that we've ever made in GLTC ever was three percent for Nexons. Yep. And everybody's like, what the heck?
2: And in qualifying, you- it's probably still not enough.
0: But if you Honestly, look at I'm Nexons and if you look at Nexons on their first laps, their first heat cycle, that's a five, six, seven, eight percent tire. It's wild.
2: A sticker, it's so much better. A sticker Nexon is pretty It scary. makes me
0: so mad I should have never allowed it and maybe I won't unless Nexon wants to give me money.
2: It's it's I think that it's very impressive. Uh the Kumo and the Falcon are, you know, probably gonna be more of the main tires this year because people are afraid of two and a half tenths even though right. it's probably five tenths faster. Um, right. But I think that it's incredible that we have a Falcon and a an Nexon, or sorry, a Falcon and a Kumo that seemingly get faster as they wear.
0: Yeah. I I, I also had a call with, with the head of Falcon about six o'clock tonight uh, about uh, there's a new Falcon coming. And uh, yeah, there's some things coming from Falcon. I think Falcon's going to have a really good 660 about April or May. So it's just exciting. FYI.
2: It's very exciting. It'll be,
0: it'll be lighter, same compound, but lighter and probably better in many ways. So
2: lighter sounds maybe cool.
0: not, Maybe not earth changing, but there's some Might cool have to stuff get a
2: percent. So, yep. Hmm. It, uh, we'll see. You know what we'll the exciting it. thing about this is that I'm excited about? Is that it doesn't say there might be rule changes mid season. It says there will be rule changes mid season. Yep, and mid-season I think, that's, I think yeah. that that's really cool because it's, um, you don't have to hum and haw whether, you know, if you think something might need to percent or minus two or this or that, whatever. Um, I think that it's great to know that you're kind of probably will be like, well, yeah, we're going to do it because it says we're going to do something. Yep. Adam, do you want to yeah, talk about. Uh, Horsepower calculation. for well, five minutes? Yeah,
1: yes, there, fine. Talk about whatever you want. I'm I'm on there, the show. It's, I'm
0: here. <laughs> i still alive. Uh, there is a there's a there is a calculator. It, it exists. Um, it
2: seems to be pretty
0: good compared to when we it, go. It is the pretty
2: product. good. Uh, the and reason I hope that it we're ready yet.
0: Yeah. The, well, also the reason that I didn't want to go with a calculator immediately was that no one has that info from their dynographs. graphs. Like they don't have that WIMPEP data. Like it's basically an Excel spreadsheet that they put into this calculator. They don't have it because we haven't sent that data, uh, and no dino shop sends that data. They just send a graph. So
1: or a f-
2: so a maybe over graph. the next few months we'll build we'll build some data.
0: Yeah, yeah I think uh, everybody that get that dinos on our on our dyno will get sent the entire file, so we'll have all that data, uh, and then. Over the next couple months, we we play with uh, a bunch of different cars and make sure we like where the calculator is, and make sure we like the parity. And I think that's probably going to be a part of the mid season revision. So
2: one thing that I find a little bit comical,
0: and is... that will assign the percentage for modifier and whatever. So
2: anyway, sorry. One thing one thing that I find a little bit calcul- uh, comical is when you use the calculator. Um. Some of the people that are begging for the calculator the most. We'll call it the might calculator not, instead of calling it. Might not it. go well for them. It might it, They might be better off now. And maybe those people are, you know, truly, truly happy with just legitimacy and they're not worried about that. But I just find it funny that some of the people that are loudest about it might be getting a couple more percent with the calculator.
0: Well, we
2: got to play with the calculator
0: a little bit. But yeah, right now they might...
2: Yep. the The interesting thing. What I found most incredible was the, the amount of RPMs that we were checking and how, how little it was changing. It it was not doing what I thought it was going to do at all. That was the biggest thing that I was amazed by. So twenty five, three to thirty two to thirty
0: five. Do you want to give a quick uh, ten second explanation of how the calculator samples things? So right you, now, myself, and another driver have effectively. We're the only ones that play with it. A couple other drivers.
2: So it's basically where we're thinking right now is it looks at your best 32 points. or It looks at the dyno in 100 RPM increments, and right. it looks at your best 32. And and we
0: also played with it at 35, at 40.
2: Yeah, like, and it seems yeah. like I think that when we look at data from all the different tracks, it seems like 32 is probably the number that's the best for the entire field. And you put those 32 in and it gives you a modifier. Yeah. It's bizarre um, on
0: average based on that.
2: Yeah. And um, so it's incredible. You know, I think that people are always loud when it comes to, you know, any rule changes or anything like that. But what's pretty cool is, is when we look at the, you know, through all the Dinos data that we have, Or that you have, I should say. But, you know, we've looked through a lot of stuff.
0: Yeah, I've taken a bunch of Dyno data out of a Dyno computer. I wouldn't say
2: other than one outlier that we won't talk about just yet, uh, that's really flat, incredibly (laughs) flat, like laser level flat. Right. The rest of the field is probably almost every single car is within 1% of where it is going to be with the current. And the outlier, the outlier that you're talking about was not uh, a V8. That was not a V8. The V8 was not. Are, yeah, was not a V8. The V8s were not, not near as flat as this laser level.
1: Yeah. I don't. The anyway. laser
2: level is an impressive tuning from a certain uh, person. Hmm. I'm I'm not familiar. <laughs> whose <name laughs> so so not, whose name is Rick?
0: Yeah. Might have might have been a really good K24. Hmm.
2: Rick. Rick's pretty good at flat tune in the K24.
0: It seems like it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: now that we have talked about all the nerdery, um, what are you excited about uh, for 2024? Because we've not started, but we're in it, and we're almost to Uh What do you think about, James?
2: I'm really excited about the best 14 instead of the best weekends because I think that at our level of grassroots racing, Explain in... for people
0: that don't know the rules.
2: Okay, so last year it was your best five of eight events. And when right. someone's won three right off the bat, yep. the season's looking pretty wrapped up, like in June. It's not it's not decided, but it's 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 real on its way to being decided. Um and this year it's going to be your best fourteen individual races plus pit race, and all four yep. of those pit race races will count. I like that, and I and I know, on a personal note, um, we did pretty well at Coda and race number one, and we did pretty well at Coda and race number three, um, but because of a hub failure in race number two, we might as well have not gone to Coda. Yeah, and I think that for the average GLTC racer, that's not life cycling out engines, that's not life cycling out transmissions, with Abe, you'll be very happy. We are now. Life cycling out final drives in our transmission i think you'll be very very happy to hear that
0: yeah that bums me out to think about that though man
2: high power heavy big grip front wheel drive thing you know it's still worth something when i sell it it probably costs me uh if the transmission's out anyways just in the part it probably costs me about four hundred dollars to life cycle it out because i'll sell it no it makes sense for sure um but uh we just aren't doing that in all of our parts, right? So you're going to have failures unless you're spending an ex- exuberant amount of money. Is that the right word? Um, yep. ex-
1: exorbitant?
2: One. Is that what it is? It exuberant, exuberant is with also. enthusiasm. You could,
1: right. you could be really
0: enthusiastic
2: well, that, that about spending 20... yeah, could. I think that is correct. So I, yeah. I think most people are changing parts as they feel it's needed. And when you're changing parts as you feel it's needed, eventually you're going to go to a really far away track and you're going to have a couple of good races. And then James Houghton's going to plow into you at New Jersey Motorsports Park and ruin the rest of your weekend. And that's a shame that that made it not good Poor to in go that event. Why'd you do right? that to him, James? It was terrible terrible. You were
0: so, you car. were the saddest dude I've
2: ever I seen. I was just like crying. He had to like console me while we were waiting for the tow truck because I was yeah, crying. Yeah,
0: you were so sad when you hit Eric Jensen.
2: I had never hit anyone before. Yeah. yeah didn't you lock up and just smash into the back of a car? I missed the first car. He was the second car. Yeah, It was so dirty and dusty offline because it hadn't rained in a year. Yeah, and it was really I, dry. And yeah. everyone checked up crazy Crazy for that left hander at New Jersey there. I I can't remember what turn number it was, and I was like, I can't, like I'm not gonna slow down 200 feet earlier than normal. And if I would have been tight to them instead of going, I was trying to give them lots of space. And I got so far over, I was like more in the dirty stuff, and it just I went to the brakes, and I was I was really appreciative of Robert Thorne. He's like, it didn't look like you braked at a you know crazy spot. He's like, but your car just didn't slow down.
0: Yeah.
2: I th- I thought that was nice that Robert kind of gave me the benefit of the doubt. He's like it didn't look like you dive bombed anyone. He's like you just Sometimes it just doesn't work. It just didn't yep. slow down and I I've I would say that I'm ab- uh, extra careful if you look at my, you know, braking for back straight at Coda in 23, I was uh probably too careful most of the time, but I'm just not willing to accept risking hitting someone's car again. I just I mean, it could happen someday from a failure or whatever, you know oil down or something like that i'm not saying it could never happen again but i am going to try harder than you would imagine would be necessary to not hit cars because it was not you were the day.
0: saddest boy you were so sad good.
2: and then we had to drive all the way home and it was tired and hot and everything and it was, it was the up. hottest weekend of all <laughs> oh and i love loved beef and cheddars from arby's this is this is gross. But anyways, I love beef and cheddars from Arby's.
1: Yeah. And I had
2: had them always. Not like always. Like I'd have four a year. Yeah, And we had them on the way down. And throughout that weekend, not only did we have cranky trigger errors and I crashed the car and it was hot. But I had the worst case of the D I've ever had in my entire life. <laughs> For two weeks after that beef and cheddar.
1: I, had I still had it
2: way. when we went to mid-Ohio. We fixed the car. We went to Mid Ohio. We raced. We won, and I still had it. It was incredible. I've never had Arby's again, and I will never eat Arby's again. I bet that that's enough.
1: what it was. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it was incredible. It,
0: it was probably the Arby's. Did you at the Jim Jams? They're they're it's falling out of you.
2: But but I really think that that best fourteen <laughs> races for what we are trying to appeal to. I don't think you're trying to appeal to people life cycling out K K2, stock K twenty fours yet. I don't think yeah. that that's what we're looking for. I don't think you're wanting people to take wheels off that seem perfectly good cuz they might crack someday. Um, you know, so I think that that's probably well, I mean, a great we thing.
0: we want people to to maintain a solid race car. For right? sure,
2: for sure. But, but you don't want them to spend an extra yeah. $50,000 a year taking off good parts and throwing them in the bin.
0: Yeah, so the part of the reason that, you know, that I wanted to go towards. Oh, everything counts, and then oh, mostly everything counts, was like there. There's that like that argument that oh, if everything counts, then everybody's gonna be super clean, right? But it doesn't prove out in actuality. It doesn't actually like it doesn't actually extrapolate into clean racing. Guys, the people keep that talking. Are are I've got to
1: grab them. a phone charger cord. I'll be right back.
0: Yep. Abe's dying here. The, so the top ten. The top fifteen, the top twenty, even like they aren't the problems. That's not where people hit each other. People that are
2: really fighting for the points almost never hit anybody, right? And the people that are maybe not, uh, you know, inside the top ten, top fifteen, top twenty, are probably, you know, if they have a boop here and there, you know, we want them to be better. Of course, we love them.
0: Yeah, but they might be. They might just be driving over there. They might be driving. Yeah, or or they're just in an area. There's
2: a lot of cars close to them or whatever. Right, right. But I don't think that that's changing.
0: I think you know, the mid and the back of the pack is actually probably the toughest place to race because so many cars, they there's so much more disparity in the way they make speed, but they're all around the same lap times. So they're always around each other uh, versus like the top five. They start to get nose to tail and I have you're perfect, chasing. It's
2: I have a perfect yeah. example of it. Race four, Gingerman, yeah. I started from the back. Probably shouldn't have not even bothered racing, but we were just kind of thought, well, what the hell, go out and drive. and. Right. I think, I can't remember if it was lap one or lap two, turn one. Um, Someone checked up really hard because they were trying to give space. And I was just, I wasn't attacking. I was just like kind of rolling, you know, eight and a half out of 10 pace. I was, of course, trying to pass cars. When you start from the back, you're not out there to finish last with a car that runs towards the front normally. And I kind of checked up and then let the, you know, like I say, eight and a half instead of 10 out of 10. The car behind me pushed really hard. The car in front of me was being even more careful. And then somehow there was another car, I think that was kind of wide and kind of came back in. And all of a sudden we were four wide in turn one. And I don't think anyone was trying to do anything wrong there. Right. It was just a thing that happened and I went and we made it through and no one touched anyone. And it was great. But like that, that, you know, whether that race counted for points or not, or anything like that, it wouldn't have changed what happened in that scenario. No one was trying to be, a bozo there it just like yeah up. the mid
0: in the back of the pack is hard like it's, it's hard. the hardest place to race
2: yep. yeah so i think that i think what you're doing is great um i think that it will make people happier you know i think i think back to race one 2022 coda we come back after not being there for two years we win our first race back blow the motor up in the second race and we might as well have not gone right but, like, it's, it's cool to still have, you know, some recognition for that win. Right? Yep. So Yeah. If
0: it's just weekend points and you're... We're still building our own cars. Like... Yeah. Re- reliability should be a thing. But also, we should recognize uh, successes when individual races are so hard to do well in. They're just... They're hard to do well.
2: So. We tried really hard in 2022. We had our issues, but we tried really, really hard in 2022. And you had, had some a, good really,
0: weekends. We but had a like really
2: had, fast car, but we only won two yeah. two individual races the whole year, right? It is. Yeah, hard, you had like five really great
0: races good. and like ten bad ones and twenty terrible ones. So. Yep. yep.
2: Yep. So I think that regardless of what people think, see whatever at face value, I think when people kind of see the points and how they're adding up and stuff like that, I think those. I think that everyone will be pleased with what they see because they will be rewarded from yeah. their good finishes and I think there, there's rewarded for good finishes
0: th- there's uh there's a lot of ways to skin the cat in season points but uh, the compromise and like the if this then that kind of stuff like we've changed I, or I specifically changed my mentality on a lot of that in the past couple of years based on like seeing all these efforts and these programs and stuff like that and demanding perfection and uh like it just results in like the season championship not meaning a whole lot because they they won it in july um and also like the competition's not that great um like technicalities it shouldn't win rate shouldn't win championships like it should be I mean, it should be fun at the end in my opinion but and when you and um, you look at the when you uh, look yeah.
2: at the best fourteen a person could have a really strong first four weekends and a person goes on an absolute tear at the end of the season, they could still kind of bring it down to um, pit race.
0: I would love if the championship was decided in the last race. We almost had that a couple of years ago. Uh, I just want, that's what I want. And I also want, I don't want if somebody like has one bad race to throw a weekend away and then feel like, well, what's the point in doing this? That's the biggest thing. 100%. So anyway, Abe, you still there? Did you die?
1: I'm here, but I think it's about time to go all to right. bed because i got to export this and then uh, sometime tomorrow night Abe's I'll gotta, probably
0: yeah, release al- it. it. It's 11 o'clock and Abe's got to go wine and dine some people from Spain in like five hours. So, uh, I, uh No, no, I really it's, it's not global. It's
1: on, only North, North and South America. So they're uh, all okay. going home tomorrow, Sorry. but I still got to be at work by like 8 a.m. So.
0: <laughs> well, I appreciate your staying up late for it.
2: Cool. I'll see you guys later.
0: I really right, appreciate buddies. you
2: guys having me on. That was it's fun. It's always fun. Yeah. Who Who do you
0: go. got to thank real quick, James? You got ten seconds, or we're going to cut you off. It'll be the Oscars.
2: Unit two fabrication. K tune Levine Motorsports Falcon Tire. Koenig Wheels, Link ECU. Houghton Rest Control. Houghton Rest Control. Vernon and, Vern <laughs> and Diane Houghton and my lovely wife. Yeah, amazing people. Ivan's Auto Service.
0: Nice. He doesn't even know how many sponsors he has.
2: Hang on, give me two more seconds, and I'll and I'll thank them properly. Travis, right, Schmidt for our, Travis Schmidt, our wiring guy, the best. G-Lock Brake, <laughs> the best. C-17 Auto Armor that have been wrapping my stuff for a million years. Team Rip for their great transmission things. StemTech for all the great CFD machining, all that sort of thing. Those are our people. Those are our main, main crew. If you deal with any one of those, if you you deal with any one of those people, you will be a happy camper.
0: Man, everybody loves Canadians. Nobody's going to be (laughs) upset.
1: So if you, (laughs) if you you made it an hour and 20 minutes into this show, just know that there's another 20 minutes or so on Patreon.
2: Thanks everybody. There's some some good stuff in there. All right. Good job, everybody. Slip Angle was created by Austin Cabot and Adam Jubay, co-hosted by Derek Yarbrough and production by Abram Schmucker, who mixes all of our terrible audio. If you like the show, please rate us and review us on iTunes and come and find us in the pits at a grid line to say hello.